This is an ABC podcast. This is the problem. Take a pair of scales. G'day, Dr. Carl here. Even way back when I was a hippie, the benefits of natural foods were a big deal. It was claimed that Bulgarian peasants all lived to over 100 years old because of the health benefits of good bacteria in the yogurt that they ate. Well, like all good misconceptions, there is a tiny nugget of truth that has been massively hyped. So first, let me introduce you to two words that sound confusingly similar, probiotics and prebiotics. Probiotics, with the letter O, are these supposedly good bacteria. And prebiotics, with the letter E, well, they're the food that the bacteria can eat so that we can grow more of our own good gut bacteria. The global market for probiotics was about 41 billion US dollars in 2015. And about three quarters of this was yogurt, fermented milk products, and packaged probiotic supplements. The probiotic story goes back much further than my hippie days, way, way back to the Romans and the Greeks. They claimed that fermented dairy products were good for your health. In 1905, the bacterium called Lactobacillus bulgaricus was discovered in Bulgarian yogurt. In 1907, the Russian Nobel laureate Eli Mechnikov, a professor at the prestigious Pasteur Institute in Paris, proposed that the rumoured longevity of Bulgarian peasants was related to the good bacteria in the yoghurt that they ate, which worked by killing off supposedly bad bacteria in the gut. The term probiotic is kind of fuzzy, but the UK National Health Service defines them as, and I quote, live bacteria and yeasts promoted as having various health benefits. They're usually added to yogurts or taken as food supplements and are often described as good or friendly bacteria, unquote. The definition by the International Scientific Association for probiotics and prebiotics is slightly more specific. According to them, probiotics can come from only two species of bacteria. Either one of nine strains of lactobacillus bacteria or one of five strains of bifidobacterium bacteria. And furthermore, each serving must contain at least a billion individual living bacteria. Part of the problem with this definition is that it ignores the vast numbers of many different bacterial species that exist in the fermented dairy foods that we eat. And there are many, many more different bacteria in the other fermented foods that we eat. These include sourdough bread, vegetables such as kimchi or pickled vegetables, fermented soy products such as miso, soy sauce and tempeh, and fermented meats from ocean and land animals. And yes, the popular fermented drink called kombucha also contains many different living organisms. Now, while you can be fairly confident that there are probably living bacteria present in fermented foods, 
you really don't know what's going on inside a capsule that's marketed as a probiotic. Sure, it might have had lots of bacteria when it was manufactured in the factory. But how many of them are still alive after spending a few months in transit before they end up in your shopping basket? Probiotics are claimed to heal multiple maladies, all the way from acute otitis media, asthma, blood pressure, dermatitis, inflammatory bowel disease, and right up to urinary tract infections. Given how broad these claims are, it's no wonder that there's not much evidence that they work. However, there is one specific case where probiotics can help to some degree, and that is the condition of antibiotic-associated diarrhoea. So here's the background. There are many hundreds of different types of good bacteria present in a healthy gut. Now, antibiotics are quite powerful, so you take them only when you want to kill some bad bacteria. Inevitably, the antibiotics will disturb the balance of good bacteria in your gut. Looking at children who take antibiotics... About 10 to 40% of them can get diarrhea because of a disturbed balance of bacteria in the gut. So, in this specific case, probiotics can help, and they usually don't have bad side effects. However, probiotics should be avoided in severely debilitated or immunocompromised children. Prebiotics, on the other hand, are foods that contain complex carbohydrates and dietary fibres that cannot be digested in the stomach or the small intestine. However, once they reach the large intestine, the good bacteria present will ferment them and give you extra nutrition. Prebiotics include foods such as the grains, barley, rye, wheat and oats, the legumes chickpeas, soybeans and so on, vegetables of course, everything from artichokes to sweet corn, various fruit, nectarines, watermelon and figs, and nuts, cashews and pistachios. The bottom line is that the health benefits of probiotics have been massively exaggerated by the health food marketeers. But if you enjoy your sauerkraut, buttermilk or kombucha for the taste of it, well, go for it. And the prebiotic foods do contain lots of good nutrition, as well as feeding the good bacteria in your gut, and they can be delicious. And don't forget, fermentation gave us beer and bread. And where would our society be without those? You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.